But my nose is a little stuffy, so I definitely have the coronavirus, right? Sure, whatever, man. Do you just not care? No, you're just wrong. Oh. <laughs> well, I've been worried all day. Do you think I should keep being worried? Um, No. If you're actually worried, you should call a coronavirus hotline and get tested. But I don't think that's a thing, is it? It is, yeah. Oh, it is? It is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's stop right now and okay. not talk about anything remotely political. Okay. You know why? Why is that? Because the moment that we do, everything will change the next day. It's true. Before our podcast gets on, and then everything we talk about is just very wrong and yeah. inaccurate, yeah. which is a little frustrating, you know? So let's just not talk about it. Or we could talk about it if we want things to change. Yeah. But knowing our luck, it'd probably be worse. We could see him say... Would. Hey, the coronavirus is it's not so bad right now. Da, 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 da. That's yeah. just, that's the, th- the sunny theme. Yeah, and now all of a sudden it's going to be even worse, but we just won't talk about it. All right. So how are you? I'm I'm doing well. You ready, ready to not to, talk about politics? I'm ready to not talk about politics. <laughs> What's a little <clears throat> bit embarrassing is that I like normally I like to talk about some of the reception to the last time we recorded, but if I'm being honest, at this moment while we're recording, the other one is uploading. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Whoopsie whoops. Oh, well. Oh, well. Um, Do you know what is really frustrating me right now? What's that, Philip? Tell me your problems. It's so I love water. Mm-hmm. Like, I love. Stay hydrated. Yeah. I, okay, I, I've got some lemon water here right now. Yeah, we're, we're skipping the pseudo-sue this week, and we are just drinking water. No pseudo-sue, just water out of my overly priced Cowboys thermos. How much do you think this was? It's just a, for those of you who are watching the, the stream version, uh, it's my black Cowboys thermos. It's just a black thermos with a Cowboy star on there. Um, I'm going to say like, I don't know, 15 bucks. I wish that that was 15 bucks. Oh, boy. I, but if for $15, I could have bought about half of it. It was about 30 bucks. Dang. I know. Yeah, just get yourself a it water bottle star, or something. So, like, it's going to happen when you go to the star. Where's that? The Cowboys training facility. Oh. Frisco, Texas. Okay, it must not be that big of a deal because I've actually, never heard of it. So. It's actually an incredibly big deal. <laughs> um, and I hate you. <laughs> anyway, I love the water. Um, kayaking, fishing, yeah, anything, anything yeah. on the water. Oh yeah, not the ocean. The ocean, you yeah, miss me with that. I so I like the ocean. Um, I don't like the thought of being like in the middle of the ocean where there's like no land in sight. You know, I don't mind going to the beach and you know wading out in the waves a little bit, but like you know, yeah, I, I'm with you with the ocean. I mean, it just either if my two choices were stand on the tip top of Mount Everest and attempt to do a backflip or go down into this cave where you got to like belly crawl and like cinch your way through. <laughs> like I'm getting skeeved <laughs> just talk, thinking about it's, it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do four backflips. Yeah. They're like probably the closest thing I'll do to a cave is like you've been to like the caves at Sequoia Park. Mm, just mm-hmm. like they're they have like big open entrances. Yeah. And it doesn't go that deep. I can see where the entrance is the entire time. Yeah, I'll do that. That's fine. I can do that. You know, and it's kind of cool. Like, it's it's neat, and it's, like, 
actually you know cooler temperatures in there and so it feels nice in the summertime i mean we camped in a cave once did you in boy scouts it's horrifying because so this is not a knock on um either of my parents um or really anyone i guess in my life at that point but i wasn't really around a ton of people that were just really well versed in the realm of roughing it Okay. Like my family knew about camping. Yeah. But I'm really roughing it. Somehow, some way, someone had gotten it into my mind that I wasn't gonna need a sleeping bag for going camping in this cave. And it was like mm. late February or early March. Okay. Because I, I was told, oh, we're gonna be back there far enough where it's gonna be 60 degrees and it's okay. Which you could get back that far, but it, you couldn't get all your gear back there. So I froze yeah. to death, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, you don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. So water, water, water. I'm gonna get to this. Okay. You know we keep. That's okay. Yeah. I love water, and right now the temperature outside is very warm. Mm-hmm. It's been very pleasant all week. It was 70 today. We, I know. Yeah. We've been able to be outside for track practice every single day this week, and it's glorious. And it just makes me want to be outside. I want to go get on a canoe or a kayak, and I want to fish, go down a river, get on the lake. But what's frustrating, though, is I know that it's deceiving because, one, the water's still freezing cold. Oh, yeah. You don't want to get in the water. And I I haven't even looked at the forecast for tomorrow, for Monday. But I'm assuming, I'm just going to assume, it's going to be like 20 degrees. Yeah. But that feels yeah. that feels like what's about to happen. That Missouri would do that. In fact, I'm just going to look right now. Yeah. 59. 59. Well, 59. I mean, that's cooler than today, but that's not like horrible. It, it is cooler you know? today. But spring break is is coming up next week and it's it probably it's probably going to yeah. be freezing. It's just like just give me something. I just I want to be outside. I I want to be outside, Aaron. We should do a podcast outside sometime. Just do it outside. Yeah, it's probably it. Wait till like it gets warmer. That'd be nice. Yeah. Although we'd have to be pretty strategic about where we're doing this, because otherwise it would just like. Yeah, from all but Philip, keep in mind that we are true outdoorsmen, so I think that you know, as far as strategy goes in avoiding windy areas, I think we can hold our own. You know, I know you said that in jest, but it actually still makes me very angry that you would make that joke. I am a true outdoorsman, okay? For anyone who thinks that I'm not, you're wrong. You're you're just, you're you're a horrible person. You're mean. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Spend any time around me and I'll... Here... It's well, fine. Let me let me put Philip's true outdoorsmanship in perspective here. Reese, I am the true outdoorsman. There was one time we were at a place in the wilderness. This place was called Big Piney, and it was the two of us and our good buddy Reese. May he rest in peace. May well, he rest in peace. May his uh, podcast, <laughs> podcasting rest in peace for the time being. And we were hiking along the trail, and... <laughs> The, the map, we came to a fork, and the map said the trail goes to the right. So you should, so we were like, okay, well, we should go to the right. We don't know where the left is going here. Mm-hmm. So we go right, and we lost the trail. And we spent hours f- 
following this creek bed to get back on the trail. And who was the outdoorsman that led the way? None other than Philip Doherty. This is true. Yeah. But, Reese helped also, a little bit. But Reese helped. Well, I think this was a uh, that was a collective effort of finding trail, losing trail. Yeah, that's getting true. Lost. Yeah. And I was I was thinking about it um, earlier. <laughs> I th- like I think that is the as I'm just racing through my brain right now of all the backpacking trips we've been on. Is that the only one that the three of us have been on when it's been warm? Um. I mean, Reese and I did our, our, been, our yeah. road trip out in you know Montana, I think Idaho, so. and all, but that doesn't wasn't really backpacking. I'm pretty sure every other trip we've been on has been in the winter time. Because well, that was, was that the one where we did the hammock camping. Yeah, we we yeah. just brought hammocks. Yeah, okay, yeah, it was the same one then. So yeah, that's the we should do a summer one then once Reese is done. I was just because I'm sitting here thinking, we have only ever camped in cold weather, other than Big Piney, and the one time we weren't camping in cold weather was the one time we got lost a thousand times yeah nearly died in the vietnam grass yeah so to finish that story though for our listeners yes so we lost the trail spent way too long trying to find it and then the way that we took we just backtracked along the trail that we came in (laughs) and so as we're backtracking you know we follow where we're supposed to go and it turns out we obviously back to that fork i mentioned earlier we were supposed to go left now if we just follow that trail for like what was it like maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. If 20 that, minutes. If that. Then we, we would have gotten to what, what what took us an hour to find. It was it was a pretty miserable experience. And yeah, there was an area that we called Vietnam because it had really tall grass. And, you know, there was probably probably some similarities to the, uh, to the Southeastern Nation. <laughs> Southeastern Asian Nation of Vietnam. I just remember thinking... Because usually, like when we're on uh, all of our cold weather trips, the main question and concern is usually, oh, do we have enough layers? Are we going to be warm mm-hmm. enough? Yeah. And that was the only trip so far where I'd ever was worried about, are we going to have enough water? Yeah. Because like, we yeah. weren't finding enough water and just pounding through it. And then we get down to that grass and I was sitting there thinking, we might die. It's super humid. Yeah. This grass is really tall, which makes it even more hot. And I, we this might be it. Yeah, and I think the I think the icing on the cake for that camp out was um, the campsite we stayed at. We came to a nice clearing, <laughs> and we're like, okay, it's getting late. Uh, we can either keep hiking and try and find some place near water, but then we would be hiking in the dark, and we would have to set up camp in the dark, which is something you want to avoid when you're backpacking. Mm-hmm. Or we can just cut our losses and you know conserve our water for the night here. So we cut our losses uh, and just camped at a dry camp uh, where there was no water, of course. And then we wake up, get our stuff packed up, get on the trail, uh, probably about five minutes down the trail. we just went, walked down. Like we, walk, we walked it down into this valley, and then there was this creek bed there with a, you know, a great creek. And it was a perfect camping spot. And we were like, well. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. I guess this is it's just going to be one of those trips, isn't it? You've got that. I don't know if it's you or if it's me has a video that I think you took. When we're standing there by that creek, and I'm getting out my camelback to fill it up with water, and the look on my face is just, just pure hatred and <laughs> anger. Like, this is awful. But like, I would love to go back out there because I'd like to think we'd do better at navigating it now. But yeah, now that we know where to go. Well, those trails were just 
like all those switchbacks. Yeah. We didn't talk about even then that somehow we got on a hike or a hunting trail. Yes. Yeah. That, that somehow cut through like navigationally, like looking at our compass. I remember thinking, no, we're definitely heading in the right direction. But mm-hmm. then all of a sudden we ended up on the Western side of that campground when we should have been on the Eastern side. It was like, what is happening? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. Either the trails are poorly marked or the map is wrong. It's a little bit of both, and plus, plus all of those, all the hiker uh, hunting trails that are out there. Yeah, uh, great place, definitely go. Yeah, yeah, very, but, very pretty. But bring, lots of bring nice scenery, maps. but or yeah. GPS. Yeah, or bring Philip Doherty. Or just bring well, yeah, bring me, bring Reese. You know what? We're all outdoorsmen. No, it's a all joke. Right. Of yeah. Who's the true outdoorsman? It's all three of us. All of us. We can all be true outdoorsmen. We've been pretty adventurous yeah. together. Yeah. Um. Joel Zahn's also a true outdoorsman. Joel Zahn. The last adventure I went on with Joel Zahn, though, he, Wapapello. he twisted his ankle, he melted his camelback <laughs> nozzle, <laughs> and he almost suffocated yeah, in yeah. his sleeping bag at night. So Wapapello is a lake in <laughs> southeastern Missouri, and the four of us, the four of us being Philip and I and Joel and Reese, um, all decided to go camping in January in southeastern Missouri next to a lake. Which sounds very cold because it is very cold. That was, and it, it's actually probably the coldest camp out I've been on. I know the one we went on uh, this past winter, uh, Tomsock. That was pretty cold. Tomsock was cold. It was just, it was more wet than I was prepared for it to yeah. be, which was yeah. the main problem. Yeah, but I think Wapapello was like as far as just pure temperature goes. Yeah. So that that was the one where you you woke up. In the middle of the night, and there was frost on your beard, or like you woke up in the morning and there was frost in your beard. Yeah, my beard was a little bit frosted. If, I think Reese was too. If I had left my face out of the sleeping bag, it got a little frosted. Although I remember, I remember I was way more miserable even at Tom Sock. I think trying to sleep than I was than I remember being at Wapapello. I think because I I looked into it because you know all four we brought the big tent and so all oh, four of us were yeah. in that tent. And I was, oh, you know, and my sleeping bag was next to Joel and then next to Reese. And so, like, I was pretty warm, honestly, because I just cinched that thing up and threw a bunch of those hand warmers inside. I was like, all right, yeah. good night. <laughs> Reese was the one I know who. who he Reese su- did not have a good time. <laughs> he, he, he suffered. Yes. Yes. Our, Reese, he, he holds it over my head every single time. But he, he he's always like, Aaron, like peed over me out out the tent door and i'm like reese it was like three degrees outside what would you have done if you were in my place at tom sock just this last january i do remember i don't know what the deal was but because you would think that the earlier it's getting the warmer it gets i don't know i just remember thinking i woke up it was probably 3 a.m and i'm like oh, i have to pee and getting out of my sleeping bag and going out of the tent and thinking oh it's actually like i don't feel that cold mm-hmm. right now i don't know what the deal is but i don't feel that cold right now then i climbed back and got back in the tent got back in my sleeping bag zipped back up went back to sleep it was great then i woke up about six or seven had to pee again got up and i thought like this must be what death by cold feels like <laughs> <laughs> i was like this is what that has so to feel like i don't know freezing. what the, what the deal was but all my stuff was frozen all the stuff that had gotten wet, obviously. Um, although I did find out on that trip and a good trick, my socks were wet, so I took them off, put on fresh ones. But the ones that were wet, I st- uh, 
or my, I'm not my socks, my gloves. My gloves were wet, so I took them off and stuffed them in the bottom of my sleeping bag. They were dry in the morning. Really? That would have been nice to know because my gloves were wet. Yeah. I, I don't remember what I did with them. I mean, essentially, but... it's just your body heat just, yeah. just dries it out, which yeah. is it's pretty nice. That is pretty nice. So you didn't know us. True outdoorsman here. True Two outdoorsman. Of us. Our but... other true outdoorsman is out oh, far away doing actual outdoorsman things while we're just sitting inside sipping lemon water and talking about being outdoorsman talking about being yeah. outdoorsman you should tell the story about um the lake about how you broke the lake are you talking about wapapello yes oh goodness yes. i didn't break the lake i saved reese from <laughs> from actual death so you know we're so we're, it was at wapapello which most of the trail just follows um the edge of the lake. Um, this was shoot 2017, maybe like December, 2017, January, 2018, yeah, something like that. It was right. just a couple years ago. I think this was just either less than a year or just barely over a year or something like that. After, uh, you know, the whole Southern portion of the state here had that pretty awful, awful flooding mm-hmm. oh, I so remember that, we, yeah. we get to that part of the trail that's that's hugging basically this that's normally just probably just supposed to be just a regular path that just goes right along the lake and kind of on this bluff but the whole thing had been washed away by floods from a year or months ago I mean, there was trash still everywhere and you could even just tell like all the trees had fallen it was awful so we went down we decided like, instead of like basically hiking at an angle, we were like, let's just go down right next to the lake and just walk that way. It's really cool. So we're walking, and then all of a sudden, like, we're walking. I have a video of this, of us all walking, and then me kind of stopping and looking around and being like, I'm pretty sure we're just, like, on the on the rocky bank, and, like, it was muddy. Because you could tell we were walking on some ice because it, fr- it was freezing out. But we're just like, well pretty sure this is just the bank like the rocks but then all of a sudden i like i don't know i don't know what makes me notice it but i i take just like like kind of a step back essentially and look look over where reese is and realize oh no like we're actually really far away from the bank and so we're essentially just walking on this frozen lake and then i turn to reese on this video and i'm like reese stop moving and he stops he looks over at me and i'm like Dude, though, this is the lake. (laughs) (laughs) This is the lake. We cannot be here right now because, like, if we don't find fresh water to drink, we'll be fine. We've packed enough. We have enough food. If we just make a fire and get in tent, we'll be fine. If one of us hits the water, though, with all of our gear, it's gonna be a it's gonna be yeah. a problem. I mean, we probably would have been fine, but it would have ruined the whole weekend. Yeah, we wrote, probably yeah. wouldn't have had any other choice other than to probably just jog back to you know the six seven miles or so back to the car but anyway i remember turning to reese and saying stop don't move this is the lake reese walk back slowly and he starts walking back and you can hear the ice starting like in that moment starting to break reese scurries across it's like oh that was really close so we then keep walking thinking oh now we're in the safe now we're in the safe spot. Now we're on the bank. And then we start hearing the cracking again. And we're like, no, we're <laughs> nope. still on the freaking lake. And so I remember your brother should be like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> we're leaving. So that yeah. was a little, that was a little exhilarating. Yeah. It was memorable. You know, it's usually those like near death experiences that are memorable. Yeah. It was, 
It was, it was something. Yeah. And I've got that video and I, I like watching it every now and then because it's, 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 it's fun. It's great that you happen to be filming like yeah. right yeah. as, as we noticed that, 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 you know, I've we always noticed that I'm really good about recording on the GoPro. I was yeah. the GoPro with us, you know. I'm mm-hmm. always really good at recording at the beginning of the trip, but then usually halfway through, I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to get the, <laughs> camera. Want to. To get the camera out. <laughs> yeah. Unless I was going out there with the specific purpose, I guess. Yeah. To You're also pretty record. good at uh, filming with the GoPro in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we'll just go there. <laughs> Guys, I own shares in GoPro. I own a couple GoPros. Big fan of GoPro over here. And so, Shout out yeah. GoPro. Shout out GoPro. If you want to sponsor, well, they probably don't want to sponsor us right now. They're they're struggling a little bit. Oh, okay. All their cameras are produced in China. You know, China's, China's dead. Yeah, yeah, kind that's, of. Yeah, as of right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I have Aaron here to thank. I have you to thank for saving my saving my GoPro and saving all the Mexico footage. Yeah. So we're out in Mexico for this mission trip. And it's not why we go, but on the way home, as we're going back up the coast towards San Diego to travel home, we sometimes will stop at the the beach for just a couple hours and splash around the water and then call it good and say, all right, that was fun. Let's leave. So I had the brilliant idea of I'm going to bring my GoPro out into the water with me because it's waterproof. It can see underwater. We'll probably get some pretty cool shots. And you know what? We let, did. Me, let me skip to the end of the story. I have some really cool shots yeah. from that day. Yeah, it was a good but anyway, day. Anyway, I didn't have a floaty case on this on the GoPro. And literally the moment that Rob turns and says, you're going to lose your GoPro. I'm like, shut up, Rob. I'm not going to lose it. <laughs> Big wave hits me. Drop the GoPro. And I just let out just just horrible explicit language as <laughs> I just dropped my GoPro. And we're like, I don't know, probably what, waist or stomach, chest deep yeah, or so yeah. somewhere in it's, there. It's pretty like, it was good. And then Aaron somehow just like karate ninjas his hand into the water and pulls out the GoPro. <laughs> I, still, I have no idea yeah. how you did that. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what happened from my perspective. I mean, you know, the wave hit me and, you know, I heard your obscenity in front of, you know. <laughs> in front of the church in elder. In front of the church elder, Elder Rob. I'm sorry, Rob. Um, Please forgive me. And, like, but right after the wave, there was, like, just this moment of, like, crystal clear water. Like, yeah. it, it was probably a God thing. Like God probably said, "Hey Aaron, if you look down in the water right now, you're gonna see Philip's GoPro, and I'm going to give you the agility of freaking I don't even know, uh, David Beckham, Ninja Warrior, Ninja Panther. Warrior. I don't know. I don't know why David Beckham was the first one that came to mind. He's a pretty, he's pretty athletic. He's pretty, pretty athletic. Agile. Well, let's let's say Michael Phelps because okay. Michael Phelps is a swimmer. Right. I'm gonna give you the agility and athletic prowess of Michael Phelps for a about." Fish. Just a fish? No, no, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, okay. For about a split second. So you better use it because you're not going to get it ever again. And so I used it, and and I triumphantly held it above the waves. Now, I do remember, like, as I held it up, another wave hit my... Yeah. Like, I felt the wave hit me, and as soon as it was like a, you know, it was like a split second instinct, I just clenched on your GoPro as hard as I could because I was like, I'm going to lose this again. Actually, I just remembered, I forgot, a part of it was I dropped it, and I knew I had dropped it and then I could see it. And I like honestly had my foot on it and I was like, okay, no big deal. I've got my foot on it. So I'll just reach down and grab it. But then right as I was reaching out was when the wave came and hit me and then I ended up losing, and then I ended up losing my footing and thought I'd lost it. That's when the uh, aforementioned obscenity was 
proclaimed yeah. the skies. But, but you know, we got your GoPro. Got my GoPro. All is well now. All is well. We have yeah. footage from the water. We have footage from the Mexico trip. So you saved the day. Well, you know, I didn't want to boast or anything. Because but. you are a true outdoorsman. And even in an uncomfortable place like the ocean. Thank you, Phil. You were able to. That means a lot coming from a true outdoorsman like yourself. Thank you. Thank you. You know, <clears throat> with our other true outdoorsman, I'm getting kind of concerned. I don't yeah. think Reese has listened yet. Yeah. Or if he has, he hasn't said anything. So we should talk about him and then see if he like, you know, says, I guess, hey, you know, stop talking about me on my podcast that I can't record. But I don't want to say anything false or mean because no of course not I we like love reese. reese yeah i like reese reese is a funny guy yeah apparently but they're they're out there he hasn't gotten to go out that much but apparently they have been getting to go out and catch some more birds okay he's out there doing nice. the sage grouse for the loyal listeners that remember way way back of reese <clears throat> talking about this he's out doing the same thing just chasing birds chasing birds chasing birds yep i wouldn't want to do that yeah i only chase chicks <laughs> A. <laughs> um, speaking of true? water stories, <laughs> speaking of water stories, uh-huh. as you were telling the story about, um, you know, your GoPro and then also walking on the lake and, mm-hmm. you know, being terrified for Reese's life, that reminded me of a story that happened to me a, quite, quite a few years ago now. I think it was the summer after like my freshman year. Or it might have been spring break my freshman year of college or something like that. I'd like to hear this story right now. Um, so I went to so I, I went over to Bryce Hammond's house and stayed the night with it was me, Bryce, Kendall, and Ross Young. Shout out Kenny. Shout Kenny out Kenny him. and Ross. And Ross. Yeah. Ross know, is married now. I don't know Ross that well. well so I didn't feel comfortable giving Well, him I'll a give shout Ross out. a shout you out. You can give Ross a shout out and I'll give Kenny a little okay, bit more. Shout out Ross. Shout out Kenny Lugan. All right. So it was the four of us, um, and I actually, I, I think we had invited Reese, but it was before we were like, you know, friends, super good buds, yeah, and uh, and so he was just kind of like, no thanks. But um, if we did it today, he would have joined us, I'm sure. But anyways, so uh, we went to Lost Valley in Arkansas. Oh, um, okay, yeah, 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 with uh, Bryce's dad, uh, Bill Hammond. And I remember towards, so towards the end of the trip, there is a, like a stream crossing. Mm -hmm. Um, And after the stream crossing, it's only like a 20 minute hike or something back to the parking lot. It's, it's a pretty short hike after that. Maybe it's a bit longer than 20 minutes, but excuse me. Uh, So whenever we get there, the, the Rangers or whoever's there is saying like, Hey, just a heads up. uh, We've been getting some rain lately. So the water's going to be a little bit higher. And we're like, oh, so, like, you know, it's normally maybe shin high. Is it going to be, like, knee high? They're like, yeah, probably knee high or something like that. <laughs> Fast forward to the stream crossing. It's, like, at least hip high. Ooh, and, and so um, so we're trying to figure out the best way to cross. There's no good way to cross. Yeah. If we, Since it's at the end of the hike, if we turned around, we would, like, basically triple our time there. Yeah. So we were like, well... We just, we, we got across. It's not that, it's not that far. We just got across. So, um, 
Bryce's dad was the first one to try to cross and he's going, he's doing pretty well. And then all of a sudden he just like wipes out completely. <laughs> and, and as soon as I, I think, uh, oh, I think uh, Bryce's brothers are with us too, because I think that as soon as that happened, like Seth ran down the Creek because Bill had dropped his, his bag that he was like holding over his yeah. head and like saved his bag from being lost <laughs> to the, to the Arkansas rivers or it's not the Arkansas river, just whatever. Um, so yeah, that was really fun to watch. And then we tried to like, we tried to like take our boots off to cross on our bare feet, but it was like too cold and we uh-huh. weren't getting good grips. So we were like, well, we're just going to cross in our boots yeah. and just hike back to the car with wet boots. And that's and exactly what we, do did. what we did. And yeah, you know, it was, it was truly, it was like a perfect example of nut up or shut up. You know, <laughs> we nutted up. We, we had one like that where, uh, in, in Boy Scouts <laughs> long, long, long time ago, we were hiking out in, uh, Shoot, I can't remember the name of the trail. It was out near Rolla. You might remember this too, because I don't know if you guys did this, but half of the kids would go to MBU, to the Maripadge University in mm-hmm. Rolla, you know, like S and T, and the other half would go on a backpacking trip. At least that's what we did. And so I went on the backpacking trip once. You know, I think it was just I think it was just a one nighter. But anyway, we we hike all day, and we make camp, and it starts to rain, and so. Um, we spend most of the evening, we brought like a tarp. So we just spent most of the evening just kind of hanging out on the tarp. And it wasn't like a, a, a heavy rain. It was just constant rain though. And it rained all night long mm-hmm. and it had rained. Um, not the, uh, it had rained, not the day we were hiking, but the day before as well. So there's been like multiple days of rain. Mm-hmm. So it's raining. Then the whole second day as we're hiking, I'm like, well, we're just going to have to hike in the rain. That's just what we got to do. And we end up getting back to uh, essentially this this bridge, and once you cross this bridge and go over this creek, the um, the campsite where all the cars and fire and everything is, it's not more than a hundred yards at most. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're getting close to this creek, and we come up to where the bridge is supposed to be. The water had risen very high, though very quickly and this was not a very good bridge it had washed it away oh no bridge is washed away and this water is i mean it's it's flowing too because it's been it's been raining and it's coming from up in this like we're down in this valley and so the rain is just coming down and so this water in this creek and this essential now river it's it's flowing good like if you just jumped in it like you're floating down several meters per second like yeah it's it's booking it it's yeah and so we're all sitting there and we all look over at the scoutmaster. His name is Quentin. <laughs> We're like, what do we do? And he's just like, we have to cross. And there was no way, there was no places to to walk on a log or a shorter place. And he's like, so here's what we're going to do. And he turns to me. He's like, Philip, <clears throat> he's like, you are the oldest here and probably the strongest. So here's what we're doing. We're gonna tie this rope around, like around your body, essentially like a uh, like a, a climbing harness. Essentially, he's like, we're gonna tie this around you, so in case you fall, we can grab you and drag you, <laughs> drag you to safety, drag yeah. you to safety. <laughs> but you are going to cross first by yourself with this rope, and then tie the rope to a tree, to the tree that's on the other side, so that then the younger scouts can, um, you know, use the rope. As a as a rope to 
pull themselves across, like to mm-hmm. hold on to. So if they were to slip, they've got the rope and they can hold on to it. So they yeah. tie it over there. They tie me to it. And I wade across this thing. This is February, by the way. Oh, I boy. missed that part. Oh, it's my gosh. <laughs> February. It is cold. And this water was coming up about waist deep. And so I cross. I never. I didn't slip, thankfully, but I get to the other side, tie, tie, the, tie the rope to the tree. And I was about to like be like, okay, I'm going to head off to the fire, you know, because like, it's freezing. Because yeah. I'm freezing to death here. Yeah. And Quentin's like, no, you have to stay on that other side, even down in the water probably, and make sure like the younger guys can get up the bank. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, fine. So I'm standing in this water. It, and it took probably it probably took another 25, 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. There's a group of like seven or eight of us, and these kids yeah. are moving slow, so I'm grabbing them and pulling them up, and I'm just saying, run, run for the campsite. And like, <laughs> there were a couple of like the moms and other kids who had come back from the Maribad University who were just sitting around yeah. at camp and they just said like one at a time we're just watching these kids just start emerging from the woods sprinting <laughs> towards us and all of us like stripping off our clothes at yeah. the same because we're just freezing cold but yeah I had to just stand there in this water that was pro- that's probably the that was probably the the only close shave in, in my experience with at least in scouting yeah it was just because that water was moving so quick yeah that's that's one of those that's one of those situations that's just like this just sucks it's like this like, sucks and that could have been <laughs> yeah a lot worse it could have you know imagine if one of those kids like lost their grip on the rope oh it would have been there's no way they're attached to the rope no so. no there was no way to be yeah and we didn't have enough rope to redo the same thing over and over again and that probably would have taken too long and yeah not been Yes, yeah, but that could have gone south quick, but glad everyone was, made it. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Um, you weren't. Oh, but you weren't. We're just talking about water. <laughs> like I said, I'm not afraid of water. I probably don't have enough respect for it though. <laughs> probably too cavalier. Because you weren't on. You weren't in Colorado, were you? Mm-mm. No, you weren't. I was not. Yikes! 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 That was probably. Oh, with the the whitewater. I've heard this story. Yeah, that was probably the scaredest I've ever been with our. Actually, no. I mean, like, I don't. I can't remember. Like, when someone asks, like, "What's your biggest fear?" What's the time you've been like the most scared? I can't think of too many. I mean, I obviously I can I guess recall some like oh one time I was three and I lost my parents at Walmart and I was terrified. That's that's scary. It was scary. (laughs) But other than other than little kid stuff like that, I can't think of a lot of occasions where I remember being like, Oh my gosh, like I'm actually, I'm terrified right now. <laughs> and that was one of them. Yeah. Because so I know you've heard this, but tell for the listeners. Yeah. So we went to Colorado, our whole class from church went to Colorado for a vacation. Uh, I mean, yeah, just, or just for a vacation, just to hang out. And there were 13 of us that went on this trip. And um, 12 of us were ones who decided to um, go on a whitewater rafting. And it was my idea. And I was like, hey, I've done this before. I had done it just a couple years before with my family. I was like, it's a blast. It's, you know, I won't say safe, but it's relatively safe. Like they take every precaution that you possibly can. It's more fun than it is risky, I think. Yes, it's more fun than it is risky. But there is risk involved sure. in whitewater yeah. rafting. Yeah. But anyway, so we were getting all set up. And since there's 12 of us, we can't all be in one boat. So they split us up into they split us up into two groups, uh, six and six. 
in my boat is the following. It's me, Cody Graham. Shout out, Cody Graham. Uh, Joel Zahn, uh, Harper Vincent, Evan Fridge, and Madison Ray are all in one boat. And then the other one is Rob Fridge, Amanda Hosteller, uh, Carly uh, and Marshall Young, and Jeremy and Angela Broadnax. And so we're getting into like we're we're going through all the safety stuff. And I remember I remember standing there and looking around and being like, "There's twelve of us. There is no way that at least someone isn't hitting the water today." Because they talk about that pretty openly. They're like, "Yeah, it's pretty likely that you hit the water at some point. Yeah, like there's just kind of a part of it. You have to do these things to make sure you're safe and blah blah blah." But I remember sitting just thinking, the math is against us. There's 13 of us, or 12 yeah. of us. Someone's hitting the water today. And then our guides walk up to our boats. The other boat, Rob and them, they have the senior guide of the entire Outfitters, who's been doing this for like 25 years. Yeah. He knows his stuff. Yeah. And then we get a kid, like a guy <laughs> who's a, who was probably about my age. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was in college. And I think this was my first year. Yeah, I think this was going right into my first or second year teaching. I'm pretty sure this kid was in college. I'm pretty sure he was younger than me. And he's like, I'm your guy for the day. Okay. And I remember looking at, I remember looking at Cody and being like, dude, it's like, it's like, this is not going to be, this is not going to be good. But anyway, we're, we're going through, everyone's having a blast. We get to probably only the first or second set of rapids. And this happens to be the rapids that they have a photographer there to take pictures of you as you're going through the rapids. We go through them. We get thrown around. I get partially concussed because I'm pretty sure Madison like headbutted me Ooh. from behind. It, it was fun, but our but other than that, like we we splashed around a little bit. It was fun. It was a good time. We made it through the rapids and we go off. We were one of the first boats in the front. That's important that you know that that we were in the front. Okay. We then start, keep going forward. Well, then we hear it's like you know probably 15, 20 boats all together. Excuse me. Um. It's probably about 15, 20 boats all together. And we all of a sudden hear a whistle behind us. The whistle of, hey, you need to, everyone needs to pull over. And we're thinking, oh, a bunch of people must have hit the water. So we pull over, pull off to the bank, and we're sitting there. And all of a sudden, we start seeing, like, these oars <laughs> and other life preservers just floating by. And we're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Like, what happened? <laughs> And then all of a sudden, a boat shows up, pulls up to the bank, and Marshall's in the boat. And no one else. And he just looks stone cold white. And I remember looking at him being like, Marshall, why are you in this boat? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I fell out. Okay. Where is everyone else? And he just didn't answer me. And he just kept like staring into space. And in that moment, that was probably the, the most terrified I've ever been in my life. I was like, Marshall, where is everyone else? And I'm sitting thinking... Five of our group just died. Yeah. Like five people in our group just drowned in this river. I was like, that is absolutely what happened. But then, of course, like they all start showing up. Turns up their whole boat capsized and they all have their own versions of the story of how that happened and why and all the terrible things that, that go along with it. But like it was it was terrifying. Yeah. Because we're just watching all these oars go by. And I'm like, oh, man, a lot of people hit the water. Oh no, it was our group. Oh no, oh. all of them hit the water. <laughs> so we lost half of our group yeah. into the water. Gosh. Man, it was good though. I'm, I'm, I wish you could have been there though. Yeah, yeah. You know, we. I think we need to do another trip so that way I can come this time because I'm a big fan of Colorado. 
I love Colorado. Yeah. And anytime you talk about like anytime I talk about the fact that I love Colorado, a bunch of my students be like, oh, I know why you love Colorado. Shut up. No, you don't. I uh-huh. I like to hike mountains. I like yeah. to water, I like to whitewater raft because yeah. I'm a true outdoorsman. That's true. And it's just yeah. like you guys are stupid. Yeah. I've had my fair share of water scares. Um I I know that you know this and I'm sure quite a few of our listeners know this, but in uh, 2015, I believe I worked at a all girls summer camp and, um, I don't remember this. I mean, I remember you working at the girls yeah. camp, but I don't, I don't know if I've told you this story then. Maybe you haven't. Well, this will you know, be new for I'm everybody. Really <laughs> um, so I worked at this all girls summer camp in, uh, Minnesota. Um, and I was one of, I think it was probably six or seven dudes there. And I was the uh-huh. one uh, I was the I was the young, handsome guy. Of course, so, naturally. Um, you know that's that's what happened, or, uh, or that, because that happened, I know how Justin Bieber feels. <laughs> uh, so, um, or I guess felt in two thousand eight or whatever year that was. Yeah. Um. Sense. Anyways, but that's not what the story is about. The story is about. So what I would do is I would take these um, campers on canoeing trips. You know, and depending on how old they were, they could be. You know, it depending on how old they were would depend on how long the trip is. Mm-hmm. So obviously, if they're a lot younger, we just do like an overnight trip. Uh, and then I think like the the longest trip I did was like a three night canoeing trip. Um, maybe I did a four night one. I don't remember. Anyways, uh, so there was one where um, uh, we came up on these rapids, and there was like two ways you could go. There was the shallow way, which was like you know pretty safe you know maybe mm-hmm. a bit rocky but like the the least danger prone <laughs> least <danger-prone. laughs> least danger prone way you could go and then there was the deep way and i i saw it and i was like i don't like that at all so i mm-hmm. told i told everybody i was like hey don't go that way go this way uh well one of the boats went the way i told them not to go of course and the they <laughs> they hit a rock so they're in a canoe right and canoes when you're in rapids, you can't steer the boat. You just have to let the rapids take you. Um, so they hit a rock and they start going perpendicular to the current. Mm-hmm. So they're like they're sideways going down this river, and they're going against this rock that is literally like like just Titanic style, just like <laughs> jutting out yeah. of the river. And yeah. I'm like, oh my god, okay, I'm gonna have to like do my job now. So <laughs> so they hit this rock. It puts a, it's an aluminum canoe. It puts a huge dent in the canoe. Uh, I think there were, I think it punctured it too because it started filling up. And of course, so luckily we weren't that far away from base camp. So I just radioed the um you know the camp director and said, hey, we need a we need some assistance. So, so he came over with a, with a, with a like a speedboat and yeah, you know, just he he brought us an extra canoe and then took the the busted one back. But <laughs> awesome. that was pretty terrifying because you know here here's these like eleven year old girls yeah. that I'm, you're responsible that for. I'm responsible for, and you know their counselor I guess is also responsible for them. But like the way they told me, they didn't put this verbatim, but it's like. The counselor is responsible for their emotional well-being when uh-huh. we're camping. I'm responsible for like to make sure you know they eat their food and don't die. <laughs> and you know they they weren't close to dying. I'll say it wasn't like oh my gosh these campers are gonna die. It wasn't right. that bad, but but it but was it rest. was like uh, this is yeah like I could have traumatized one of them. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so if 
campers, if if you were in that boat and you're listening to this, I sincerely apologize and I hope you can forgive me. But, but yeah, that you was know, the time. We went on a float trip this last summer when I was the interim youth minister and I was in a canoe with uh, uh, Maddie Wofford and we were having just a blast the whole time. And I remember at one point, uh, Sydney Broussard was in a, uh, uh, in a kayak. Well, she kind of, she hit a rock and she flipped and so she hit the water. I didn't see it though. And Maddie's kind of blocking my view, my view. Cause I'm in the back of the canoe. I'm fishing actually. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm just happy. <laughs> you're just, to fish. yeah, I'm, you're having a I'm good just, time. I'm just having a good time. I'm just like, Woo, let's go. Like I'm just fishing away. And all of a sudden I hear Maddie go like, Oh, Phil Sid's up front and needs help. And I was like, what? And I lean around and we are like rapidly approaching Sydney <laughs> at a rapid pace. Cause it was, you know, in a rapid section as much yeah. as you can have rapids on the North Fork river. Yeah. And I tried to turn us, but it was just not enough of a time. And we ended up just ramming right into oh, her, no. <laughs> which was, it was, <laughs> it was not good. Thankfully I made up for it by, I then jumped out of the canoe and like pushed Maddie who was still in the canoe, pushed it like over to the bank and then started swimming back upstream to, to get to city and help get her off the rock. But I felt pretty bad cause we, we, we smacked, yeah. we smacked her pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be careful with that. There was one time, uh, back at my, at my summer camp that I worked at, uh-huh. um, this might've actually been the same float trip. I don't know. They all kind of meshed together in one, but, sure. um, one of the campers like lost her hat <clears throat> or like she, she like took it off and was doing, you know, something dumb with it and then threw it in the river and, um, and was like, like sh- she was going to lose her hat because you know, it's, it's in the river. Yeah. And it's, it's all over. It's yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I made a split second decision. I was like, I know I'm not responsible for her emotional well being Because mm-hmm. honestly, I don't care if she loses her hat. Like, she's probably going to forget about it tomorrow. But I, being the good employee I was, I jumped in the river and got it. In hindsight, as I was walking back to give that camper her hat, my canoe partner was the smallest camper. <laughs> and I'm like, if there were, like, rapids coming up right before I jumped out, that she probably could have died. Not actually, but... She she would not have uh, been happy. It would with not me. have been, it would not have felt good. <laughs> it would not have felt good for any party. So, no. so yeah. Yes. I have just I just have so many just stories just from being there's plenty outside, out there outside yeah. just outdoors. Yeah. I love it. Outdoor stories are a lot of fun to tell and listen to. You know, like I think so at least. I could uh, yeah. I have a hard time. I guess there there. I'm sure there is someone who's like, who probably finds this really really boring <laughs> i don't because i just like talking about being yeah. outside um do you know uh john muir you know that name john muir i know john mayer but not john muir okay so john mayer is he is a, a musician musician yes. pretty good john muir um was really influential <clears throat> in helping with uh and helping start the national park program with mm-hmm. teddy okay. he's really influential on teddy he has this quote I'm going to read it to you now. Ooh. Are you ready? Yes. It's very impactful, and I think you will uh, you'll appreciate it with I'm me. Ready. All you true outdoorsmen out there will appreciate this. I found it recently. Like, I've known about him for a while because, you know, American history teacher. But I'd never heard this quote before until, like, actually just a few weeks ago. But he says, thousands of tired, nerve-shaken, over-civilized people are beginning to find out that going to the mountains is going home that wilderness is a necessity and that the mountain parks and reservations are useful not only as foundations of timber and irrigating rivers, but as foundations of life. Awakening from the stupefying effects of the vice... Excuse me, my mic's in the way. 
of the vice of over-industry and the deadly apathy of luxury. They are trying at best, as best they can, to mix and enrich their own little ongoings with those of nature and to get rid of rust and disease. This was in, uh, he said that he died in 1917. So he probably said this in the probably 1890s 1880s when when teddy was when he was trying to help teddy start the national park so like 1890s 1900 or so so in early 1900s you're saying tired nerve shaken over civilized people i just thought that was yeah that's impactful it is it's you know pretty it's got some truth to it it has a lot of truth to it you know i i know some people that don't like to go camping because of the bugs and like i can relate to that like i i don't like bugs i don't like bugs like i think they're you know like as far as like from a biologist standpoint you know i think they're interesting Mm -hmm. but i you know if like if i'm laying at like in my bed Uh in my house and i feel something crawling on my leg you you know i'm about to you know shriek and (laughs) run out of my room (laughs) yeah (laughs) but but yeah and um, I don't remember where I was going with that. Uh, bugs being outside. Though. Bugs being outside. That's where they live, man. <laughs> like you just you got it. Once you accept that and acknowledge, like, hey, I'm outside. I'm probably gonna see. A, like I'm definitely gonna see some bugs. Might touch a few. Some might touch me. Uh, you know. That is the nice part of winter backpacking for us. Is we there's not a whole lot of bugs. There's so. not a whole lot of bug action going. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I can't get. I can't get longer than like a few months, even a few weeks without feeling the incredible urge to just, I just want to be outside. Yeah. Or I just want to walk. Even if yeah. it's like, um, I'll even do this now. So, um, the, like both price cutter and mama jeans are both within reasonable walking distance. Mm-hmm. And there are so many times, even if it's right about now, even if it's eight or nine o'clock, there are so many times that I'll even kind of even force myself to be like, yeah, I could go for a, I forget the name of the brand. There's like these unsweetened zero calorie teas that both price cutter and mama jeans have. Um, doesn't matter. Can't think of the brand. I like force myself to be craving one or just mm-hmm. to crave some kind of like light little snack just so I have the excuse to, to go get them. But I always walk. Yeah. Like I'll walk to mama jeans or I'll walk to, to price cutter. I just like I wanna something about just you know just being outside yeah and walking it was like the day, it was like the day that everyone thought I was so weird and crazy and it was it probably was weird like when I told people I was gonna do this it was probably really weird but the when I was working at the church over the summer the day that I just walked to, oh I remember that walked yeah. to East Sunshine yeah and uh, I remember just telling Lindsay hey I'm gonna be probably just a little bit late tomorrow and she's like why and I was like oh, I really just want to walk to work. She's like, from your apartment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, for perspective, it would take probably about 15 minutes to drive there yeah. from here. So I cheated a little bit to save myself a little bit of time. I parked at my mom's house, which um, is over kind of by the Battlefield Mall. Mm-hmm. But even then, I basically walked from the Battlefield Mall, essentially, all the way down to the eastern side of sunshine right you know right yeah from sam's yeah, club yeah and it took me i don't know an hour or two but yeah it was it was a good it was, i'm sure it was great it was a good time yeah it's like our uh it's like our beer hike our, our beer hike over the yeah no, yeah exactly i remember like i look back at the, have that picture that i have saved of the uh how far we walked 
and it's like it was like 20 miles wasn't it was 20 it? miles yeah why would anyone do that i don't yeah. know because i just felt like yeah walking. in july in a city we we were walking along like pavement where the heat just reflects back into your face i will say i remember it was actually june but still pretty warm and the only reason i remember that the only thing i regret from doing that was because literally the next day was when I was starting Serve Springfield. Oh. <laughs> I was like, this is a terrible idea, but I don't care because I need yeah. this. And I'm feeling that itch right now. Yeah. The warm weather mm-hmm. makes me just want to be outside, yeah. even I think if it's just going over to the nature center. We should do our beer hike again this summer, Yeah, but add like Hold Fast and um, Great Beer Escape. That would be nice because well, we, 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 we did do great beer escape, I guess. They're not that they weren't, they weren't. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah, they just didn't have a whole lot of selection, but I yeah. think my point is we should do it again. I'm always down to walk. Yeah. And we can get Cody to meet us there at every brewery because he's, he's going to drive. <laughs> oh, I remember him saying that he's like, Oh, I will drive and meet you. I was like, well, you might, you might be waiting a while. <laughs> it's going to take, it's going to take a lot of the day. So yeah. y'all need to get outside more. Get outside. The mountains are calling you. Mm-hmm. Go. Be safe, though. Don't yeah. uh, be safe. Don't poke any mountain lions. Yeah. Don't jump in any raging waters. Don't Take, walk on any frozen yeah. lakes. Take photographs. Leave footprints. <laughs> Lots of footprints. Yeah. You know? Well, you don't want to leave any trash for some, I don't know, possum to choke on then actually die. Well, that's real sad. Yeah. Didn't we have coons in our at the Big Piney? It was possums. Possums. It was possums. It was yeah. Possums. Yeah, because Reese went out to uh, relieve himself, and um, and yeah, he said that like while he was you know doing his thing, there was just a possum. He he said he's pretty sure that possum was just a few feet away from him, just <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> Didn't this, I'm pretty sure the same thing happened to him when he we were in a Devil's Den. Yeah, and he, I it think, was yes. an armadillo. Yeah, that, like, it was kept yeah. creeping closer and closer to him every time he turned his light off. <laughs> Poor guy. Man, yeah. But hey, you know, like I said, it's where they live. It's where they you live. Know, we are if visitors. If you're outside, you're going to run into them. It's their yeah. territory. We yeah. don't own it. But it is home. It is. It's home, so go mm-hmm. home. Well, I think that is our, uh, I hear our smooth Ooh, outro music right there. Smooth. That's pretty nice, isn't it? I do like the outro music. It's pretty good. Quite a bit. I will. Oh, yes, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.